0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
1: You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
0: Getting ready to take on spring?
4: The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome, everybody, to The Season with Peter Schrager. I am Peter Schrager. I'm the host of Good Morning Football, Monday to Friday on NFL Network. I also work on the Fox Studio show, Fox NFL Kickoff on Sundays. And I am beyond excited about our guest today. You know, there's all these different athletes and players who are at the Super Bowl and they're working Radio Row and oftentimes they're there just to, you know, enjoy the week in Arizona. Sometimes they're promoting products. Other times they're promoting their foundation, their causes. I wanted to do something different this week. I wanted to have a guest that perhaps no other podcast would have on and it really was relying on, A, my relationships around the league, but also whether or not the guests would be willing to do it. Um, Jeffrey Lurie is the CEO and chairman of the board of the Philadelphia Eagles. He has been since he purchased the team in 1994. Uh, since then, the Philadelphia Eagles have been to multiple Super Bowls. They have won one Super Bowl ring, and they are back. You see, Jeffrey Lurie lives and breeds Eagles football. I assumed he did, but I didn't know until we spoke. We recorded this earlier in the week. Um, and I'll tell you, I was blown away with his, his in-depth knowledge of not only how the roster was built and how the, the hirings have gone as these coaches, but also what makes this team tick, what motivates this group, and what this team means to the city of Philadelphia. Uh, with no further ado... The man in charge of the Philadelphia Eagles and the guy that is looking to bring a second Super Bowl championship to the city of brotherly love, Mr. Jeffrey Lurie. I'm ecstatic to introduce our guest for today's uh, podcast. In his 29th year as chairman and chief executive of the Philadelphia Eagles, he is a few days away from yet another Super Bowl appearance, and he is being so cool this time to join us now. Jeffrey Lurie, welcome to the season with Peter Schrager.
5: Peter, great to be with you, as always.
4: <laughs> it is awesome to have you on here. Um, you just got to Arizona as we record this today. Uh what are your initial feelings as you embark upon another Super Bowl week and another chance to hoist that Lombardi?
5: You know it's, it's kind of like you're so excited, you have a chance to win another world championship and you have a chance to lose as well. So it's it's extraordinary difference. And uh, but you know, I'm struck by it's like just another game week. There's so mm-hmm. much going on around it, but really, I'm like headed to practice, walk through team meetings, Team barbecue, uh, all that kind of stuff amidst, you know, national and global hoopla.
6: <laughs> yeah.
4: You know, it, it's a cool thing with this Eagles team because there is that core. There's seven players who were on the last Super Bowl yeah. championship team. And you got that core four of, you know, Kelsey and Graham and Fletcher Cox. And there's that group. But there's also Don't forget a new Lane. coach yep. and Lane Johnson. <laughs> and you got a new coach, you got yeah. a new quarterback. I think it's a testament to the business as a whole that you guys didn't rebuild necessarily, but this is a different team than the one that was wearing the underdog masks uh, in, in Minnesota a few years back.
5: Yeah, you know, it's, it's been different. I, I'm proud of the fact that five of the last six seasons we've been in the playoffs while we try to get better. And um, you're right, different coach, different quarterback, but same mentality, same culture, same approach to building a roster. Uh, a lot of similarities, um but it it's it's very fulfilling you know with a whole different group and we just want to win it for our fans our players our coaches everyone in the building i mean you're just so pumped to try to win a super bowl you know another one
4: it's so cool and you know Sirianni comes in and he's this hire last year, where it wasn't a household name to everybody, but you guys must have seen something in the interview process down in Florida when you brought him in. What stuck out from Nick Sirianni's interview with you guys a couple of of years ago now?
5: So, you know, a few things. First of all, it starts with football IQ. I mean, you have to be really quick, really sharp, and really innovative to to kind of be considered to be our head coach Uh, and aggressive. I mean, it has to fit the mentality of the organization, the way we feel it gives us the best chance of winning. But he connected like no other. I mean, not just with us, but we could see the way he connects um, with anyone around him and including especially players and other coaches. He's strong. He's uh, has a great combination. And we could see it in the interview process, but also researching it. Um, where he's just a, a very comfortable with himself, Peter, and yet allows himself to be really strong and very passionate and uh, and and just smart, and you know, and surrounds himself with excellent coaches, uh, and you know, wants to be the best.
4: And it's been an incredible season. He's the coach. One thing that you can never say about the Eagles that they don't have the resources and the aggressive nature in free agency and in roster building. You guys added so many key players this past offseason, whether it be a Hassan Reddick or an A.J. Brown. And Howie Roseman does get his flowers and is respected around the league. But that comes from the top also to say, hey, Howie, go do what you have to do. Let's make this the best team we possibly can. What's that relationship with as Howie's been there now 20 years?
5: Well, the, you know, Howie is superb, first of all, and uh, smart, creative, always trying to figure out how to help make the team better that's our philosophy i mean i think the reason we've worked so well together and now over 20 years not all with him as the gm but he's been you know a key part of what we've been doing um, is we share that aggressiveness that think outside the box mentality whether it's helping choose a new head coach or the kind of players we want or be aggressive when there's an, an opportunistic moment in the marketplace to pounce and try to, you know, pick up the James Bradbury or make the Gardner Johnson yeah. trade or uh, the AJ Brown situation, you know, things like that. And uh, to me, Howie is just ideal for everything we believe in. He's able to execute it, he's smart, and he fits the culture of what we've always been, which is don't try to be like you know, everybody else and try yeah. to forge your own way. You're gonna make mistakes along the way, but uh, go for it. And, and, you know, at the same time, always build for the future. And, uh, uh, that's, that's, you know, it's not foolproof, but that's the plan. No. And it's scary. People look
4: at the Eagles future picks and it's like, well, they're still loaded with the draft. Like they still did, they didn't mortgage everything to get what they needed. And I think that says a lot about forward thinking business planning.
5: You know, it it is interesting. We certainly are loaded with the picks. Uh, also, the top three picks this year, when you look back on it, are really more for the future, except Jordan Davis has got to play some, and he's going to be a very, very good defensive tackle for us. But Cam Jurgens is sitting there because someday we're going to lose our Hall of Fame center, Jason Kelsey, might be soon. And mm-hmm. um, Nakobe Dean, Dean, opportunistic and, uh, you know, terrific young player and uh, sitting there too. So it, it's, it's kind of a combination of always trying to – Maximize what you got. Very opportunistic, I hope, and uh, think outside the box, but also an eye towards next year, the year after, and uh, certainly that was with Jalen, too. I mean, yeah, you know, the whole Jalen thing was, this is a quarterback that is triple threat, big upside, and phenomenal character, and you got to be patient, and, uh, you know, sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't, but it was kind of a no-brainer for uh, myself, Howie. Um, and to take the upside opportunity there, you know, and yeah, it was. I know it was how heavily criticized, but I think one of the keys to our success is we just do what we think is right, and sometimes we're going to be wrong, and you move on. And yeah, you know, Jalen, very special individual and special quarterback.
4: Yeah, I I, I know got to know him personally just through my job as a reporter when he came through the draft process and he waited his turn behind Carson. What did you see in Jalen in those early months of him being in the building that you can kind of spot, wait, this guy's got leadership qualities up and down.
5: You, you can see it right away. And, you know, nothing fazed him. Yes. He was sitting on the bench. Carson was starting, but he thought of himself as potentially a star quarterback in this league. Somebody who even at age 22 felt like he could lead others. Uh, Cause he always had Alabama, Oklahoma, and Now, an NFL team is just a natural, natural leader um, and, uh, you know, extremely talented. We saw it in practice at times, but had to all like part of the process, you know, learn to get better and and attack his weaknesses. And um, nobody works harder than Jalen. I will say that.
4: You grew up loving sports, Boston sports. You listened to the Red Sox on your transistor radio before you went to sleep. Such a passion for sports. Uh, the Eagles situation arises, you get in it, that was 1994. When you look back now mm. on this time as the chairman of the Eagles, I, going back to those days, did you ever Ooh. think it would be as rewarding as it is right now?
5: No, you know, you're right. I'm, you know, incredibly obsessed with sports, all four major American sports, football number one. But I never think, I don't think I ever realized the camaraderie. That's That's the thing. I mean, players would say it, but as an owner... The camaraderie you have as building a football family, you know, for everyone in the building, it's it, that, that high of bringing everyone together is probably the greatest thing of all. And yes, you know, you're obsessed with winning, you're obsessed with winning big. Um, and yet that camaraderie you have with the players, the coaches, everyone in the building, uh, it takes a village. I mean, it's real. And uh, that, that I cherish the most.
4: Yeah, and and as Nick Sirianni is your current coach, obviously you can't write these scripts. Coach of the Chiefs is the guy that we all love in Big Red. Uh, when you hired Andy back then in the late '90s, do you remember those interview processes and where the Andy Reid hire came to be?
5: Yeah, I do, and I I really remember how unpopular a decision it was because nobody heard of Andy Reid, nobody interviewed Andy Reid except for us. Uh, but I had gotten to know Andy uh, at the combine, interestingly in the early days through Mike Holmgren and uh, Ray Rhodes and those guys. And, uh, you know, always kind of like, hmm, heard this guy was a great leader and uh, kept, we wanted an offensive coach at the time, develop a young quarterback because we were about to draft one. And, um, you know, just, just, you know, first ballot Hall of Fame coach, uh, even better person. Um, And a lot of the things we do today are instilled by the culture that Andy Reid helped form. And, uh, you know, I love the guy.
4: There's so many former Eagles people in that chiefs building and they all, but they all love their time. And so like Brett Veach was raving about it and Steve Spagnuolo was raving about it. And you've got, even Eric Biennemi was a former player in the nineties with the Eagles. It's, It's an incredible connection between these two teams. Do you feel that as as
5: watching these guys in the red and white now? I do. And their president was a senior executive with us, Mark Mark Donovan. Donovan. And these are all great people. And Spags, you know, we've stayed in touch. We're both Boston guys. We've stayed in touch. We've gone to Fenway together. You know, things like that. And uh, uh, yeah, there's that. But, you know, I think they want to absolutely annihilate us in the Super Bowl. (laughs) And uh, we want to win, too, in a big, big way. And uh, but it's a great, great kind of it, it just shows a little bit about the NFL and football. You can be very close and respectful and feel it throughout, yet you want to beat that other team. You want to I mean, win. This, you want to win. This is about winning another Super Bowl championship and for them, too. So, uh, yeah. And Andy's formidable. I mean, offensive mastermind, as I said, first ballot Hall of Famer. And uh, yet, you know, we've got a great young coach and great young coaching staff and, um, uh, you know, real good roster. And so do they. So it's, it's a great Sunday, I think, for uh, the NFL to have these two teams. Yeah, they get right. along, but they're not going to yeah. get along on the field. No, <laughs>
4: there's no there's not going to be any nostalgia for Matt Nagy's uh, Eagles days when he's drawing up plays here. Like this Zero, is, this is zero.
5: <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: your Sunday. Yeah. Any other Super Bowl, you might go to the commissioner's party, NFL honors. And right. then some...
5: When you are the participating team,
4: yeah. what is that
5: day like? Well, huh. hopefully you didn't have to take some pill to fall asleep the night before. <laughs> you know, that's that's uh, <laughs> um, I, I guess, you know, it's, it's this weird combination of tremendous excitement and you're filled with anxiety. And so, you know, oh, we got a little visitor here. Who we got? Who we got? Oh, Sydney, come over. Yeah, <laughs> can, it's OK. Um, yeah, this is, got, this is, this is special, the work from home. This is got, what we're we in. A, Let's we go. We a special. Bring her right over then. The official dog I, I, of the I, Eagles. What uh, do we got? You know what? She thinks she's a dog. She's actually a she's a teddy bear. She, she is. <laughs> oh, my. She is a teddy bear. You know, Sydney, Sydney, like Sydney, Sydney Australia. Oh Sydney, I love it. Like okay, she, Sydney, she's you're gorgeous. A, she's a, she thinks she's a dog, but she's uh, she's like a pet teddy bear. <laughs>
4: That's one of the most beautiful dogs uh, I've ever seen. Sydney, she, let's she's go. awesome. Say hi to What's Peter. What Sydney run the forty in? Sydney, oh, what do you run the forty
5: in? Four six, four six, not bad. <laughs> she's a pos- she's a possession receiver. <laughs> That's it. It's great, Jason That's Avance fun. right over the middle. Jason Sorry. Avance. yo. Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, all right, we can it. do this uh, interview with Peter. That's Peter.
4: Yeah, just hang in. Hang okay. in, Sydney. Uh, okay. Sorry, it's a Super Bowl Sunday. You got all yeah, the anxiety. Oh, so. You're there. Ball kicks off. Oh. Where are you at? What's the situation? I know you had Bradley Cooper in the in the suite last time, but I don't know. Super Bowl might be different.
5: No, no, he probably, he might be there Sunday. Um, okay, okay. Long, long, yeah, I mean, you don't have too many people. I, I'm someone, as uh, those that know that sit with me, even regular season, other than halftime and pregame, I don't talk. You're I'm dialing. like I yeah. am so I don't want this to. This is talk. not a
4: wine and dine, I, and uh, we're
5: in I, every play. You know, and um, it's like every play is crucial, and the regular season too. I mean, it's not like, but the Super Bowl, it's heightened. And um, I, all I can say is, you're just so wound up and excited, but nervous, and you wanna you wanna win so bad that you just uh, you know you become like this automaton because you're so focused. Yeah. You can't really um, talk to anybody. So it's, it's enjoyable that you're there, but you don't feel the enjoyment uh, every any moment while you're there. It's a funny, when funny did, thing. W-
4: when did it crystallize for you the last time around? Was it the sack in the strip? Was it the, you know, so, the, the at,
5: parade? When right. Was it? So when Beachy sacked Brady, we got the ball. I thought, whoa. We've got a chance to win this, you know? Finally, uh, at that point, not Philly special. That not point. Philly special. I love that, but no. And we practiced <laughs> that in the lobby, so we, we, like, had to keep that one special. Um, so, you know, I, I think it was, obviously, the ball dropped in the end zone. You couldn't, we couldn't sack Brady on the Hail Mary. Really wanted yeah. to sack him there. Uh, he got away. Gronk had a free release. I was like, oh, my God, this is not happening, is it? Where they're going to, you know, score and then get a two-pointer and... Um, the ball dropped and it was like, oh my God, we just won the Super Bowl. And so that's that's the moment when the ball dropped. I had to look at the time clock to make sure there to was double check. zero yeah. seconds left. Uh, you know, and realized it. And oh my God, I think uh it was with my son, hugged him, and uh whoever else was there, my mom was there, and uh, wow. you know, and, and then the parade just culminated. These fans, as you know, Philly oh fans. My God um philly fans are the most passionate and uh wonderful eagles fans are just you know unbelievable we we sometimes feel like even away games they're almost like home games so um it's it's a wow and uh yeah i mean so it really probably was the ball dropped looked at the clock zero seconds left and then oh my god we won the super bowl and the parade of course was just the culmination
4: we're in the ice cold of Minnesota when that oh. what all happens. And I'm, oh. I'm, I'm standing there as person, member of the media, and because it was so cold, we couldn't go out on the street and get a car, get a cab, get a taxi. You had to walk those corridors in Minnesota. And the echoes of the Eagles chants. Yeah. I still, I still have goosebumps of it because it's from 1960. And you had great-grandfather, grandfather, father, son, four generations of Eagles yeah. fans. Just chanting, fly, Eagles, fly for a two-mile walk together. I I could cry. It is one of the most beautiful moments I've had in my career. I can only imagine the reward it felt for you seeing those Eagles fans finally get one.
5: Yeah, to be able to fulfill everyone's dreams like that, including our own, it it was unbelievable. Today, it's funny, it's been four-plus years, almost five, and I still get people who come up to me crying, you know, grown men, grown women um, crying, and I I know why they're crying because it's happened so many times. But then you see though, it.
4: They come, they come up to you. They, they come to tears up to like, cry. I know.
5: <laughs> and I know what you're about to say, you know, and it's, it's very rewarding. Uh, and hopefully we can get another one.
4: Yeah, look, I'm <laughs> not going to take up any more of your time, but I think there's more to the Eagles than just the football. I think what you guys do uh, with autism and autism research is incredible. If you could take just a moment. I know it's a cause that's close to you and also yeah. the organization as a whole, the work that you guys do in that field.
5: So, Peter, you know, we've established Eagles Autism Foundation about five years ago, and we've, we've tried to make the Eagles as synonymous with autism as we can. It's the fastest growing neurodevelopmental disorder, one in 40 something births in the United States across the globe. And, um, you know, my brother is autistic and we've established this foundation that's based on real dynamic research to try to make a huge difference. And it's been wildly successful in our end zone at all of our home games Whenever there's a field goal, a touchdown, anything going on, it's Eagles Autism Foundation, and it's created sort of a, an amazing global fundraising. At the same time, scientists are attracted to everything we're trying to do, and um, very proud of it. It's it's going to continue to grow, but it's it's a chance to leverage a sports team with a yeah. condition. It's not just a foundation; it's autism, and. Um, it's, it's been, you know, it's both rewarding, but the potential of it is spectacular. And, uh, um, we just, we just want to make a difference. And, uh, so yeah, Eagles and autism, you'll see it. It's, it's synonymous.
4: $20 million in research in five years is an incredible number to, to any cause, but this one's so unique to the Eagles. And yeah. I, you know, I, I tell this story. I remember meeting Jordan Byalata as part of the international player pathway before the draft, he came on our show. Good morning football. I said, this is some young man. Let's fast forward all the, this time. He's a star. He's a fixture. But the amount of fans that we get who watch our show because of the Eagles and Maialata from Australia yeah. and New Zealand is something I never imagined. That is a real thing. The international fan base around this Eagles. Do you feel it? Do you guys sense I it? Do,
5: I, I do feel it. And, and Jordan is, I mean, quite a guy, great he's young incredible. player, Uh, great singer. <laughs> and um, he's mass singer. Yeah. Mass singer. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Christmas album with uh, the offensive <laughs> lineman. I mean, amazing, great guy, young, and uh, his his fan base uh, is all of Australia, I think. Um, not because of him, but our dog. You just met our teddy bear. He's, uh, he's, yeah, named, Sydney. he's named Sydney. Same spelling. Um, actually, named him because the night I thought of the name was the night Sydney Poitier died, and he was one of my favorite ah. actors of all time. Wow! And so, and then I love the city, Sydney. If you ever been upbeat. Great, optimistic, upbeat city. and Jordan played for a Sydney team, uh, and that's how we kind of initially the Rabatoes, the Rabatoes, <laughs> you got it. So uh, yeah, he's he's awesome, and and you know the country doesn't quite know him yet in the U.S., but they will. Uh, he's very special.
4: Yeah. In closing, uh, your message to Eagles fans who are either gearing up to come to Arizona or they're ordering their wings and pizza and ready to have (laughs) another all time day. What's your message to them as we head towards Super Bowl Sunday? Uh,
5: We're in it to win it. Uh, We're going to go for it all. We got a a real good team. So do the Chiefs. We highly respect them. Uh, We hope we can bring another Super Bowl home to our amazing fans.
4: Jeffrey Lurie, I appreciate you taking the time and what must be a very busy week. You're joining our podcast. It means a lot. And uh, as always, good luck and thank you for all you do for the league and all all you do for all the different causes that are so close to you.
5: Yeah, Peter, thank you very much. Great to be on.
0: Good luck. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better.
6: Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell you what,
4: it was a pleasure speaking with Jeffrey Laurie. Uh Great. Great magnetism to him and uh, truly a great man to be at the forefront of a lot of causes, but also the Philadelphia Eagles. But the highlight to me was getting a chance to see Sydney the Dog. Um, Aaron Kaufman, you're my producer. Aaron, when Sydney the Dog jumps up on... Jeffrey Laurie's lap and engages with us. Uh, were you in agreement with me? That might be the most beautiful dog you've ever seen in your life.
3: Yeah, it was a pretty dog. It was a good really dog. Pretty dog. Good are,
4: dog. You a do- are you a dog guy? Yeah. You are, Love right? dogs. Yep. Yeah. Grew up with dogs, uh, allergic what to cats. What kind of dog so. was Sydney? I, I don't, I'm not like, like a, I don't, a, I know him, but uh, some kind of mid sized poodle mix. I think the hair okay. is very poodle-y. Uh, gorgeous, gorgeous yeah. dog um, named after Sydney Poitier, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, the Eagles are in good hands. Aaron, would you agree? Like, incredibly impressive. And I, if I'm a player, I would love to play for that dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he was
3: all in on, like, his rookies and, and you know, like, it seemed like he was so invested in everyone on the team, Um, just like how he talked about Jalen Hurts and everything was really optimistic and promising. And, like, I, I loved hearing an owner
4: speak about their teammates like that. It was great. Very rare we get owners on a podcast. So I do want to thank the, the Eagles uh, for help setting that up. And, of course, I want to thank Jeffrey Laurie for taking some time. I also want to thank you, Aaron Kaufman. I want to thank Jason English. I want to thank Matt Schneider at the NFL. I want to thank Jason Kleinman at the NFL, Meredith Batten at the NFL, and Jack Rudd, who does our music here. Um, Jeffrey Lurie, awesome awesome interview and i am so excited to see he and clark hunt go head-to-head in a super bowl two of the best teams in football and two of the best run organizations chiefs versus eagles guys we're almost there
0: 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish.
1: Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tannerito's. Or call 562 314 for more details. Hyundai.
3: ends June 30th,
2: 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> love that. A Redwood Forest
3: would be cool. I'm in.
0: Ah, ski slopes. Let's
3: do it. Um, a girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait.